Welcome to the Holistic Counseling Podcast, where you discover diverse wellness modalities, advice on growing your integrative practice, and grow confidence in being your unique self. I'm your host, Chris McDonald. I'm so glad you're here for the journey. Welcome to today's episode of the Holistic Counseling Podcast. I hope your week is going well. I know mine is. And that you are able to take some time for yourself and never forgetting about your self-care. Today's guest is here today to share how she helps clients with her gift of vision and helps them use their whole being, heart set, and mindset. Lauren Wingate mentors professionals, including CEOs and life coaches who are stuck and struggling to break through to the next level of their businesses and professional lives. Through her gift of vision, she reveals underlying thoughts that empower clients to free their minds from debilitating blocks of fear, stress, and other life issues. She teaches the principles of heart set and mindset, the whole being. Clients shift out of stuck into taking action in a short period of time. Welcome to the Holistic Counseling Podcast, Lauren. Thank you, Chris. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to learn more about what you're teaching and how you're helping clients. But before we dive in, can you share a little bit more about yourself and your work? Sure. So I have been in this business for a little over 20 years. I have the gift of vision, which I've had since I was a child. I didn't know what to do with that. And over the years, I have really honed my skills to be able to delve into people's subconscious mind. And as you described in my bio, bring that to the surface, also release the energy around that. Because what happens in the subconscious mind is we are just an open book until our subconscious mind is like seven years old. So anybody can throw in there what they want. And then we carry that with us throughout our lives until we're ready to really go to a space of letting it go. And most people aren't even aware that those thoughts are just whirling around. So I'm very excited that I've kind of focused on that part of my business. And then the mindset part of it is something that I've been working with probably for the last five years, because I feel like people need will, will perform better in their lives and have more successful lives if they concentrate on the whole being. So that's what I have been working on and studying. And I work with people all over the world because energy knows no bounds. So I love to share the first time I worked with someone who was on the other side of the planet. And I thought, how am I going to tune into this person? And it really doesn't matter where you are on it the doesn't. planet. It's you're right there. It's kind of like making a cell call, really. Don't ask me how. <laughs> I just know that I energy can do doesn't it. know. <laughs> right. Energy doesn't know. As long as we get out of the way. And that is what I do. When I start dialing into someone, I get out of the way. And that's why this work is not ego-based at all. It's um it's very heart-based work. And as I said, I've been doing it for over 20 years, and I just keep fine-tuning the beauty of really working working with the heart. And, and most people don't want to go in there. It's a very vulnerable place to go. And the beauty of it is if we can get you beyond the wall of fear, then you're really able 
to use your heart as the powerful tool that it is. And, and you decide, each of us gets to decide, do I want to be in my head right now, which is a powerful tool, or do I want to be in my heart right now, which is equally as powerful, if not more. So I have huge passion for what I do. And uh, I hope that answers your question. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, and can you talk more about the gift of vision? What is that like for you? Do you actually see visions or is it a feeling? How does that come up for you? Sure. So when I start tuning into someone, and by the way, I only tune into people if I'm invited to do so, it's kind of how I keep my sanity <laughs> yes. because I, I don't want to just tune into people or, or have their thoughts come to me all the time. So I have a really strong sense of integrity around that. And I, I just have told myself it's it's none of my business <laughs> what, <laughs> what you're thinking it's just not my job it's none of my business but when i do tune in with permission i see i i receive visions and i receive the words necessary to share with the person what i love about the visions and i describe them in great detail it's kind of like what do people remember after a conversation, or maybe they've gone to a seminar, they remember the stories. They also remember so the visions, right? So I get the, I love the, the power of this work because I get these visions and the visions have everything to do with the person. So when they trace back to the conversation, I usually do Zoom calls and I record it so they can, people can watch back. I want them to watch it and use the recording itself as a tool. I don't want anybody writing things down during a session because I take you to a real heart-based place and, and you just can't have critical thinking during that time. But I share those visions that I get for them and I share the words that come through. It's really powerful work and people feel that, you know, you feel truth in your heart, not your head. And when you open your heart to receive that, you really have a physical reaction. And people actually feel when they when they understand the vision, which is very much about them, and it makes perfect sense. People know when they hear truth about themselves, then they they feel the physical response of shifting the energy in the process as well. So what's the difference between heart set and mindset? So heart set kind of explain that, but let me see if I can go into more depth. When you're in your heart, and I walk people through a breathing exercise that really puts them in their hearts, and also I create an environment that's very heart-based, and people feel that right away. And the beauty of being in your heart is that's where your intuition is. That's where your truth is. That's where your sense of peace is. There's no judgment in your heart. I mean, your heart is love. So when difficult things come up, as they do when we delve into the subconscious mind, it feels safe because we're not in our heads. And I know when I work with people, when they're in their heads and when they're in their hearts, and I feel them bouncing out of their hearts sometimes, and I just bring them back. And people are much more receptive to hear truth about themselves when they're in a heart 
space. So the mindset is where your critical thinking is. And so I like to incorporate mindset principles into my work where you really are in your head space. So we can take what we've learned from uh, releases from the subconscious mind and then incorporate those principles in the mind. We never want to get rid of the mind. It'd be great if we all lived in our hearts, you know, 24 seven and we lived on top of a Himalayan mountaintop and that's how we did life. But that's not how most of us live life, certainly in this country. So we want to incorporate the mindset principles, which is so many things involved And in that. In my work, I use books. I use all kinds of things to do mindset and, and many principles that I've developed over the years. And that is where we want to start shifting our paradigm, shifting those thoughts. It's also a place of awareness in mindset we start listening to those thoughts. And it's, I, I don't know if you've ever read any uh, Michael Singer, um, The Untethered Soul. So I've funny. heard of that. That's on my reading list. I want to read that. Well, so imagine that you invite your, your mind over for a visit. I love this so much. And so, oh, you're coming over and let's say you're going to have a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and, and you sit down with your mind and, oh, how are you doing? And your mind starts talking and it never shuts up <laughs> because it doesn't, it doesn't shut up. And so it's like, well, can I get a word in? No, I've got blah, blah, blah. And you know, your mind's going 24 seven, right? And so it, I love that analogy of really separating yourself out from your thoughts and going into awareness and observing your thoughts. It's it's really surprising. It's not an easy thing to do. It is to be yeah. awareness of your thoughts. But maybe you spend 15, 20 minutes a day and say, I'm telling myself that. So that's kind of the mindset part. And, and that delves certainly into the subconscious uh, aspect of our beings. But I, I really like for my clients to start really hearing themselves. So there are things that are kind of hidden, which I bring to the surface. But then there's the, the constant. Uh, let me think of an example. Well, it's critical. Oh, I'm not, I'm not good enough to do that. So I won't do it, whatever that is. Or but let's say, oh, I have to go to the grocery store and you have all this, you know, I don't want to go to the grocery, blah, blah, blah. And your, your mind is just throwing all this stuff at you. And, and when we go into mindset, it's like in, in awareness, we can say, wow, I don't want to think like that. I'm going to think like this instead, because think about it, everything thought you have has energy attached to it. So do you want those thoughts to be in high vibration or do you want them in low vibration? And most people are uh, sadly surprised. I'd, lo I'd love to say pleasantly surprised, but sadly surprised <laughs> of the, the negative chatter that goes on constantly. So the mindset part is let's start shifting that. It sounds like bringing that awareness there and then then doing some shifting to get the higher vibration thoughts. In. Absolutely. So I know you mentioned a breathing exercise to get in heart set. Is that something you could do right now? Yeah, I can do it with you if you'd like. Let's do so, it and have our listeners follow along. 
Yes, please, listeners, please, please do this. It's a lovely exercise and I'll walk you through it. And I invite people to do this when they first awaken in the morning. It takes about 20 to 30 seconds. And I'll add to that, what is the first thought you have in the morning? It's a pretty amazing when you hear your first thought. Yeah, most people don't think of that, do they? They don't nope. really pay attention. Yeah. So here we go. So I ask people to uncross their arms and uncross their legs and I have them close their eyes so they can just do this the first few times to get a real sense of it. Then you can do this when you're driving, whatever you're doing, certainly with your eyes open. (laughs) Yes. If you're driving, (laughs) please do that. Yeah. So here we go with your eyes closed, legs and arms uncrossed. I want you to take a deep breath in and hold. And as you breathe out, I want you to imagine that you're breathing out through your heart. And once again, take a deep breath in and hold. Breathe out through your heart. Deep breath in and hold. And breathe out through your heart. With your eyes closed, breathe normally, but still imagine you're breathing out through your heart. And I want you to feel, feel what's going on with your heart in relation to your body. Maybe you'll feel like with you, Chris, I'm feeling some tingling coming through your hands. And that's an energy release. Mm -hmm. And just feel how your body is reacting and responding to this. And notice that it's a very peaceful place. Notice that there's no chatter. And it's really a moment that you're giving to yourself in a very short period of time. It's very calming. It's very calming and it feels safe. And it's like, what? It's safe to be in my heart because most people, and how do, first of all, how did that feel for you? I felt very nice. And you said tingling my hand. I'm also holding a crystal (laughs) as we're talking to. So I don't know if that's part of it, but but yeah, that just felt very soothing. Yes. In both your hands, I was feeling it in your forearms and and coming through your hands. And and that's part of this. I, I feel what's going on with my clients physically along with yeah. Mentally, but it's it's a lovely feeling. You can do this four or five times a day. So if you're facing some stress in your life, you can do this exercise and it it's it's a real gift to yourself. And it feels grounding too. Very grounding. And there's also a grounding exercise that coincides with that. It's very similar, but it's just feeling all of this is very nurturing to yourself. And as I said, it's it's a true gift to yourself. And it's it's a way to feel a part of yourself that most people just don't experience throughout their day. So what happens is people dip into their hearts. It's a very vulnerable place. It's like, oh, I'll step in there because I love my partner, my spouse, my children, my friends. And then they bounce back out and go into their heads because it's too vulnerable to hang out in your heart all the time. Well, part of what I teach with the heart and that breathing exercises is this is the beginning of a way to start loving yourself. 
And most people put up a massive wall of fear when you say, oh, do you love yourself? The answer is no, yes. no I don't love myself. So this is a, a really good practice. You don't have to sit in meditation for an hour, though that's lovely. But a lot of people struggle with that. This is, again, a very short, brief exercise to do to take you into that space of freedom. Because I say, what's on the other side of the wall of fear? We've got vulnerability on this side. And on the other side, as we dissipate that wall and step over the threshold is freedom. Freedom. Whoop, whoop. Freedom. And, and I know you mentioned all kinds of forms. Yeah. And I, I know you mentioned starting at the beginning of the day, because see, that could be really helpful. But I'm wondering for listeners too, for therapists, if doing that in between sessions would be helpful, maybe at the end of the day. And it's so I recommend that you do it four or five times a day, because again, it's very short and you find just like you described that therapists could do this. It's, it's a really lovely way to clear yourself. So a lot of times you need to clear yourself if you've had a, a client that's in a really low vibration and you don't want, I mean, we could talk about buffers of energy that I also work with, but that would be great. Sure. You want to be able to discern so you can have compassion for people, but it doesn't mean you have to take on their energy. Does that make sense? Yes. So what I do in the case of not taking on another person's energy, and I love this, imagine we, we go to an, a place of observation, which is what scientists do. And in a place of observation, there is no judgment. So scientists are only allowed to observe <laughs> in their field of study and, and to maybe write theories from what they've observed. But there, it's, it's, science is not about judging. So let's imagine that we go to this observation deck, or as I say, that bird's eye view, and we look down and we're looking at Chris as an energy field. And so your energy field goes out about eight feet, right? So you have this circle of energy around you. I mean, that's scientifically proven. And we want you to see yourself as this dot and then that circle of energy around you. And then other people come at you <laughs> with their energy field. And it's like, oh, be aware, observe. I don't want that energy coming into my field. And you have control over that. Each of us do. So you start seeing yourself in this way, let's say, as you described, uh, you're a therapist and someone's coming into your office and you go to your observation deck and do your bird's eye view of yourself and that person's energy. And you create like an extra ring, a buffer where you're listening to this person, you're, you're hopefully in a heart space because you want to be compassionate, etc. And you can create that space as long as you're aware of doing it and feel perfectly fine once that person leaves your office uh, because you haven't taken it on. And that's actually, I mean, I, well, I could talk about all this for hours, <laughs> but I, hear you. Um, I could listen for hours. <laughs> oh, okay. And, and there's this kind of, but you have to even step back a little further and say, I choose not to be a victim to that person's energy. That is not how I choose to live my life. And if I'm letting energy in, if I'm letting someone else's energy cross my line of energy, which I have complete control over, 
then I am not loving myself and I'm not respecting myself. Wow. That's powerful. It sounds so, so empowering what you're saying too, that I'm not allowing that. Right. And what happens, as I said earlier, when we're children, we learn early on, we're not allowed to have a say in things, right? And so physically, our, our, as I said, subconscious mind really doesn't start to make discernment until it's like seven years old. So we take all this and we learn between zero and seven, oh, this is how you're supposed to do life. It's like, oh, time out. We're, we're going to be, we're going to wake up, be aware, see how this affects us, release it. And oh, by the way, your energy field is not allowed in unless I say. So we have control. We truly do. I think that's important for therapists to remember and recognize because we see a lot of clients and that's a lot of energy fields and especially some heavy stuff coming our way. So you do got to protect yourself. Yeah. And so a lot of people will cleanse the the space physically, but you also want to make sure that you are seeing your inner. And that's why I described that in that visual, because it's much easier to go back to that. Right. And say, Oh, I remember that vision. It's like, wow, I'm, I'm going to help this person, but I, I do not have to just open the door to my energy field and say, come on in. (laughs) Right. Because that's, that's not how you help people. How would you know if you are letting too much energy in from other people? Ooh, that's a really good question. You really tap into yourself. So if you see yourself, as I was describing the mind, when you have them come over for a cup of coffee and they don't shut up, <laughs> you have to really see that you are not that. You are an observer of that. And that is a really hard concept for people to kind of wrap themselves around. But that is really the best way I can answer that question in a short description. (laughs) No, I appreciate that. That's really helpful. I appreciate you sharing that too about um, the energy because I think that's so true for our field that therapists can really have issues with mental health problems too. I think taking on too much of other people's energy and not clearing their space and inside themselves, right? And when, you know, let's think about it. When you're a therapist, you're, you're an empath, and I get have lots of clients who are, are proud to say, oh, I'm an empath, because that's become kind of a, a catch-all lately in our nomenclature. So true. Yeah, I'm an empath. And it's like, okay, great. You know how much responsibility goes along with that? It means you're hugely sensitive to energy. So if you're not in awareness of how energy works and the effects that it has on you and tuning into your own energy field, it's easy to get depressed. It's easy to have walk through your life with really low vibration energy. Our goal is, is to live in a much higher vibration. I'm just thinking about um, burnout with therapists and compassion fatigue, because I wonder if some of that can be related to energy and taking on too much and from other people. It is completely related to that. And just constantly checking in with oneself to see what's going on with that energy and becoming very protective of your own. And it's like, well, how do you do your job and not have empathy for your client? 
you really go into a heart space. And as, as I said, the heart is a hugely powerful tool and learning how to use it in as power that it is, is really helpful to get through that. And I'm sure just taking that time to do breathing and like you mentioned that, and we practice that exercise, I'm sure can be helpful in, in doing what you can to almost create that protection around your energy by taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. So like when, when you're an empath in your business, which you are as a therapist, it's, it's a fine line because you, you have to sh- share mindset concepts in the healing process of that person. But when you go into the heart set where there is no judgment, because sometimes when, well, not sometimes, but when therapists, because I work with coaches, get to that burnout place, one of the ways that you know that you're, you're not in your heart is you start getting critical. You start yes. judging. Mm-hmm. And it's like, whoop. I got to back off of this. And it also means that you're letting that client's energy come at you. And it's like, nope, you're not allowed in. So it's almost like blocking that energy. Yes. It's actually letting it come up and over. Up and over. <laughs> Just does it. Yeah. Up and over. It's not yours. It's not yours to own. Just like I was saying earlier, like I've talked to people who are highly intuitive, like I am. Oh, how do you go to a party and there's a room full of people and you hear them? And I just looked at that person and I said, just turn it off. It's not yours to own. Yeah. It sounds like you've developed this skill too, haven't you? Well, I have. Like I say, I've been doing this for over 20 years and you really decide, I decided what do I do with the beauty of this gift? That's why I was put on this planet was to use the power of this gift. It's a lovely, lovely gift. So I'm going to use it, but I'm not going to let it destroy me. So that's your intention then? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And it just means I can help more people, which uh, actually helps to elevate my energy field. So if I start, for example, thinking about a client too much, let's say, I stop and say, wait a minute, you're going into critical thought here. That person is not here. Let it go. Get out of the way. So I get out of the way to let the information come through me to help. And I think that can happen to therapists. I know that's happened to me. (laughs) Sometimes somebody like somebody described it to me too, as they, they have a nice lounge chair in your head. They're just taking up space and hanging out. So we do have to practice these skills of letting that go and disconnecting and energy fields and um, sometimes the energetic cords. I know we've had uh, Michelle Lundstrom on here about cutting energetic cords and, and knowing these, what are the signs, right? That you might be taking on too much energy from other people and knowing for yourself, is, is it that they're appearing all the time in your mind? Is it low energy, just really tuning in? Is it that you start getting critical? The critical, that's true. Yeah. And when you start getting critical and judgmental, it's important for a person to back away, back yeah. up from you. It's not yours to own. Yeah, this is so helpful. Oh, good. So I just want to pivot a second if we could. So I know a lot of listeners are have their own businesses. They have their own private practice or they are thinking about starting. But I know that some people feel stuck with taking action to get even get started or to make changes in their practice, which I realize could be fear-based, but 
I know you mentioned that's something that you do. You help professionals that struggle with that. Can you talk more about that? How you help people who might feel stuck? So when I first start working with someone, I tune in to where they are. Um, It's great to have goals. And certainly I'm a believer of that. And that's part of the mindset work that I do. But a lot of times people don't know the thoughts that are blocking them. They can't figure it out. Why am I stuck? Why am I stuck? And that's where the beauty of my gift comes in, the gift of vision, where I go in, as I always say, with permission first, huge line of integrity around that. Plus it protects me. And I I tune in and I see immediately where that stuckness is. I just see it and I start sharing it. And I share the visions and the words that go along with that. And that's where the whole journey starts with, oh my gosh, yes, that's that's a lot of truth that I'm hearing. And and person will typically say, I, I no, I didn't realize that I was holding that and saying that to myself. So it's um it's pretty it's very life altering if you want to continue to open yourself to living a life that is just happier. Yeah, I can imagine so. And the word tr- that came to mind is transformative. Very. To recognize what those are. Because so we don't always have that in our conscious awareness of what's holding ourselves back. Truly don't. We just don't. So when I work with people, I, I am all about the tools. Because let's say I can, uh, let's say I'm working with you, Chris, and it's like, wow, Chris, this is coming up for you. And you have a physical and mental response to that. It's like, yes. Like I might say, we don't, we don't sit for hours talking about what happened in your childhood, but I can see, I'm told, oh, well, this, this happened in your childhood. This particular parent was like this and you struggled with that. And it's like, oh my gosh, yes, that's, that's true. So let's release that. But in the process of releasing that, that touches on so many other things in a person's life, but starting to own that and embrace that that's how we've been feeling as we release it brings in mindset tools to help us in those areas, because that's, those things that are sitting in your subconscious mind are the lens of how you're seeing the world. That's your lens, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then we always say that too, with um, counseling and, and therapists as well have blind spots, things we don't know and mm-hmm. things that are, are there affecting us in our daily lives and the way we see the world. And Correct. Yeah. Sounds like this could, it could really help to work with you. <laughs> yeah. Give me a call. (laughs) I mean, it's why I have a huge passion around this. You don't have to live like this. It's just so, there's so much beauty in it. I love it. I just love it. I love it. I know you mentioned that because you don't call yourself a coach. I I noticed on your website, you said that you like mentoring. Can you explain the difference? (sighs) I'm not going to be able to give you a dictionary definition. I think when I have a coach as someone who is like, okay, you know, this is going to be like this. And, and in mentoring, it's a process of working together. So I could sit here and, and hammer you with all this information I'm getting about you, but that's only the beginning, right? We want to 
work together and I want to mentor you so you can see these things within yourself and, and let's shift them in the process and we'll touch base. Or once I I start working with a client, things will come through, even if I'm not working with them. And it's like, Oh, I mean, that happened this morning with a client that I have up in Wisconsin. It was like, Oh my gosh, this just came through. And, and so many times it's, it's, I mean, there are no, it's very serendipitous, but it's because I'm given that information and, you know, you have to decide, do you want to shift this within yourself? Do you want to do that? So that's kind of the mentoring part of it. And it just, when I think of mentoring, it's a very energy based, which am I a coach or am I a mentor? And mentor just really brings up a wonderful sense of uh, connection for me. Yeah, I just got the thoughts and feelings that it's just more of a process for you and that you go a bit slower, not in a bad way, but just that that you really are there with people and helping facilitate things more. Yes. And interesting that you say slower because this work actually goes really fast. Well, why, how, what do you mean by that? Because I'm like a heat sink missile. (laughs) So it's like, (laughs) oh, here you are. And here's what's going on. Um, so it, it's, it's kind of a, a fast pace as far as the information that comes up. Yeah, that's interesting. So you don't have to drag it out for like 50 coach coaching sessions. <laughs> no. In fact, I don't like to do that. So let's say something happens in your childhood and I see that. It's like, oh, this happened for you. And let's, let's just release it. Let's not spend hours talking about it because that doesn't, it's just not how it works in, in the type of work that I do. Not that that's not valuable in some other way, but it's not the process that works in, in what I do. So what's a takeaway you could share today that could help listeners that might be just starting their holistic journey? Yeah. Oh, there's so many things coming to mind. I would say certainly that heart breathing exercise, because it's so simple yet incredibly powerful. As you start the process, be very gentle with yourself. So when you go into a heart space, you're immediately in a, in a gentle space and whatever that is, however, your journey starts to unfold for you, just remember to be kind and don't judge yourself. And remember that it's your it's a it's always comes from the inside out. I think that's really helpful. What's the best way for listeners to find you and learn more about you? So I have a website, Lauren L A U R E N Wingate W I N G A T E dot com, and then I offer fifteen minute sessions for free. It's amazing what you can accomplish in fifteen minutes, and that's laurenwingate dot com slash get dash clarity, and that's where you can go sign up for a fifteen minute. That's wonderful. But thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Lauren. Oh, you're welcome. And this has been so informative. I hope you love this too, listeners. And just want to let you know, I've revamped my website. I hope you can go to it. I now have a resource page for you with some awesome resources. Check it out at holisticcounselingpodcast.com slash resources. This is Chris McDonald sending each one of you much light and love. Until next time, take care. 
Thank you for listening and supporting the Holistic Counseling Podcast. If you are loving this podcast, please share with your colleagues so we can continue to grow our holistic community. Also, are you ready to take the next step to create an integrative counseling practice? I invite you to sign up for my free nine-part email course, Becoming a Holistic Counselor. In this course, you'll explore different holistic strategies, how to develop your skills as a holistic counselor, and how to manifest your dream practice. Go to www.holisticcounselingpodcast.com, scroll down, and enter your name and email address today.